Glory to God. God bless everybody. This is another amazing prophetic night and we thank the Lord Jesus for his amazing love and his awesome grace that is upon me and every one of you that is watching from home. I'm so privileged to be able to minister to you. I'm so privileged to be here with my sons and daughters and all of you all over the world. I want you to share this. Let somebody know that uh, um, uh, the prophet is live and the Lord is going to bless you tremendously. We have such an amazing, amazing time. We'll have such an amazing time in the presence of God. And we are going to speak about some things that are going to push you to your destiny in the Lord Jesus. So I want you to share as many times as you can. I want you to share this as many times as you can. I want you to share it over and over and over and over and over again. As many times as you can so that uh, somebody will be blessed uh, by this uh, stream. Uh, yesterday was really deep, eh? Yeah. Yesterday was a good one. It was a good one, right? Uh, yeah, God is, God is precious. God is precious. And, uh, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about hearing from God is you know where God wants you to be positioned. This is why it's important for you to hear God speaking. Prophecy is not simply me having the ability to tell you what you're going through, which I can. But it is more than that. It's guiding you to God's destiny. Where does God want you to be in order for you to experience the amazing hand of God over your life? The hand of God that moves you from glory to glory. The hand of God that positions you where you can encounter God. That is the prophetic ministry. Amen. It's not just your name is this, your name is that. We can do that. That's cool. I have no problem with it. I do it many, many times. But more than that, I love to teach because it positions you to your prophetic destiny. Amen. It positions you to your prophetic what? Destiny. So I want you to be ready. I want you to share this. And I want to let you know tomorrow at, um, hmm, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to uh, make a special announcement. Amen. You don't want to miss it. Amen. Please put it, mark it somewhere. And uh, uh, mark it somewhere. I think in uh, in uh, the in the east there will be what seven, eight. Yeah, eight. It will be eight p.m. So it will be eight p.m. if you're in the east coast. In the west coast, it will be around five. Please mark your 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 calendar and set your alarm. I have a deep deep announcement. We've been waiting for this from God, and it's family time. It's finally time. It's finally time. It's finally, finally time. So I don't want you to miss it because the Lord will be glorified through it. Uh, but I want to speak to you about something very special tonight. Uh, I want to speak to you and the, and the message title is Mistakes Belong to the Past. Amen. Mistakes Belong to the Past. And uh, I was meditating before service and I was talking to God and... Uh, the Lord put it in my heart to speak about this because I feel like you have to understand what perf the perfection of God or how the perfection of God is manifested in a person. If you don't understand how God perfects you, you will always be on the wrong side of God. Mm. There is a thing called being on the wrong side of God. 
I'll say it one more time. There is a thing called being on the wrong side of God. If you don't understand how God operates, you will find yourself on the wrong side of God. Let me explain to you. So many people believe that God is love, and I believe that, and God is love. Uh, you see in the, in the, in the, in, in the book of uh, uh, Deuteronomy, you see the, the, the priests were carrying the ark, and God had ordained that only the Levites, the priests, are going to carry the ark. And as they were carrying the ark and they were moving, one of the priests tripped and the ark of the covenant was falling. And as it was falling, a young man saw it fall and he ran to grab the ark so that it does not fall. But when he touched the ark, he died. Yet he was trying to do something noble. He was trying to do something good, but it was not ordained for him. So he was on the wrong side of God. I wish you could hear me, somebody. God never wants you to do him a favor that he did not ask you to do. I'm going to say it one more time. The Lord does not want you to do him favors that he did not ask you. As a child of God, you must function within the bounds of what God has ordained for you. Every time you try to go out of those bounds, you may end up on the wrong side of God. God told Moses, Moses, I want you... Uh, uh, to give the people water. The people annoyed Moses and Moses got upset and he hit the rock and the rock did produce water. But just because he did not do it the way God ordained him to do it, even though the people were wrong, he ended up on the wrong side of God. God was angry. How could you do this or treat my people in this way even though they are wrong? You're not entering into the promised land. So it is not that Moses was a terrible person. Moses is one of the greatest men that ever lived. But one action put him on the wrong side of God. Why? He tried to play God in a place that he's not supposed to play God. The biggest issue with believers is we play God or we speak like God in instances and in things that God will not do. I feel like I'm speaking to myself. I feel like uh, I'm here on my own. There are things, as a child of God, you must comprehend. Where does God want me to be? Because if you understand this, then you will always enjoy the God who is love. But you have to remember, in love there is something called perfect justice. So if he did not ordain something, he is actually, uh, 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 he's actually authorized by his own authority as God to punish it because if he doesn't, then he's not a perfect God. To have perfect love, it means you must have perfect justice. I think this is the place that believers get confused. I cannot have perfect love unless that perfect love is also perfect justice because love produces justice. So if God did not ordain something, he will not back it up even though it looks good. An example is you can live your life doing charitable things. You may live your life doing charitable things, giving to the poor. But if God did not authorize you, you're wasting your money. Because there is no good without God. Let me drink a little bit. Glory be to God. There is no good without God. So as a child of God, you must always have the understanding. Where does Elohim want me to be? Where does Elohim want me to be? Notice something. The Bible does not say, uh, 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 as a Christian, 
the worst thing you can do is sin. The Bible says disobedience is like witchcraft. The highest level of sin God hates is witchcraft. I feel like I'm talking to myself. There is nothing that God hates like witchcraft. That God will say a disobedient person, a manipulative person, this one is just like a witch. You are not different from the devil. So God is always looking for somebody that will walk in obedience. But obedience does not mean... (laughs) <laughs> obedience does not mean I am able or capable to keep everything that God is saying. That's not what obedience is. Obedience is being in the bounds of what God has ordained. I think I should say that one more time. I feel like I should say that one more time. Obedience is not the ability to keep what God is saying. Because there are things that God has spoken and there are things that God has released as a moral law inside a person. This is why even a murderer does not murder his family because it is wrong. So it's called a moral law. There's a spiritual law operating in people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Beyond all I read in the Bible that it says this. There is another thing that functions in the background. But listen to this and hear this well. Hear this the best way that you can. Obedience is living in the confines of what God has ordained. Mm. Obedience is living in the confines of what God has ordained. Have you ever noticed something that is very interesting? Notice I'm not saying sin belongs in the past. I said mistakes. Mm -hmm. When you become born again and you give your life to Christ, you're no longer a sinner. You just make mistakes. So notice your position determines what you're doing and what it's called. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Somebody didn't catch what I just said. Abraham has a child with Haggai. God doesn't call him a fornicator. God said you made a big mistake. Okay, let me turn it down because I feel like I may be... I feel like I may be messing with some people. That is why the Bible says that he that has, if you are born again, I, uh, Apostle Paul said this in the, in, 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 the, in the New Testament. He said something very interesting. He said this, he said, anyone that continues to sin is not born again. The Bible says, do not make your abode in sin. What is an abode? An abode is house, where you abide. That's where we get abide, abode. The Bible says, do not abide in sin. Meaning you become a sinner when you build a house and you dwell there. But stumbling doesn't make you a sinner, as far as God is concerned. There are some of you that are watching me right now, Your pastor condemned you. Your mother condemned you. Your wife may have condemned you. So and so may have condemned you. So you are living in a place of deep condemnation, like extra deep condemnation. But you feel like I must chastise myself in order to win God's love. I must do this and do that in order to earn my way in God. But what you don't understand is that because you're a Christian, 
You simply made a mistake and God understands that it is obvious for you to make mistakes because it is through the mistakes that you are perfected. The devil wants you to say, I am only human. Because saying that I will continue to be in this condition. There's one day, uh, many years ago, I sat down and I said, uh, Lord, I am tired of making like small errors and, and mistakes. And the Lord told me, I said, Lord, perfect me. You know what God told me? He told me, you'll be perfected in season. I said, why, Lord? I, I don't. He said, if you become perfect, you become God. You will never be God. So you will be perfected and you are perfected. But you can never be God. The moment you have no mistake, you're, you're God. That will never happen. So mistakes themselves are ordained to separate you in the sense of this is God and this is you. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I'm not saying sin. <laughs> Let's read the Bible. Let's go quickly. Let's go to the book of Genesis. I'm trying to help somebody be liberated today. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Or in the words of Bishop Claudius, Genesis 22. <laughs> Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Mm -hmm. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and give thee into the land of Moriah. Notice this. God is looking at his servant Abraham. And what is God saying? He says, take thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Notice this. God is saying, take thy son, thy only son. Abraham has two children. Mm. God is only recognizing, saying you're only. So the problem is, you drag Isaac where God has forgotten Isaac. You bring Ishmael with Isaac, where God is saying, uh -uh, I only want uh, Isaac. He's your only child. Wow. So when God looks at you as a child of God, he does not see Ishmael. Wow. He does not see your mistake. Wow. Because it is your mistake that brought you to appreciate Isaac. Amen. To understand that the promise was still in you even though you messed up. Somebody is not listening to me. The promise is in you even though you messed up. But that mistake perfects your ability to be a steward of Isaac. So when God is looking at you when you are perfect, he said, uh, give me Isaac, your only one. So when somebody will call, oh, you remember that Ishmael you did over there? That Ishmael you did over here? That Ishmael you continue to do? You have to know within yourself, God only sees Isaac in me. God only sees the promise in you if you stand with him. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I want somebody to just type fire, 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 fire. So the reason why you are always on the wrong side with God is because you keep dragging Ishmael where he should not be. Wow. You try to make Ishmael enter into the blessing, yet Ishmael is not part of the blessing. He is not even in the contract of God. Wow. Wow. And Abraham loved Ishmael. Some of you, you have fallen in love with your mistake. Wow. I feel like I'm talking to myself. You are not. I feel like I'm speaking to myself. No. 
I feel like I'm talking to myself. Some of you have fallen in love. You're not hearing me. Some of you have fallen in love with Ishmael. God had to tell him, listen, uh, Abraham, your wife is right. Kick Ishmael and his mother out. I will bless him where he will be, but he needs to live your life. So there are certain things that in your life that you think it is good because God blessed it. But you don't understand, just because God blessed it does not mean it is the promise. When the Lord God looks at you, he sees the promised land. He sees land flowing with milk and honey. But as long as Ishmael is attached to you, wow. you're not going to get where God wants you to get. Mm. Wow. You will always be on the wrong side of God. When they brought, uh, 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 when they brought uh, uh, Mary, Ma Mary Magdalene to Jesus, they said, this woman, we found out in the very act Meaning they caught her uh, doing her business. Whether she was on top, on the side, up or down, they are saying they caught her in the act. So mature people understand. The question is, where is the man? They caught her in the very act, but they only picked her. They bring her before Jesus. They said, this woman is a prostitute. She's an adulterer. According to the law of Moses, we should do this. Jesus gets up and says, okay, if you've never seen, be the first one. And then Jesus gets up and he asks her, oh, you're still here? She said, yes, I'm still here. Where are your accusers? I don't have any. He said, I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. This is how God looks at people. But some of you, you are being dragged down. You are being dragged down because you have taken a title you have carried something that is preventing you from entering into the promise that God is not even holding against you. The Lord told me to tell you that your mistakes belong in the past. Amen. What you did yesterday remained in yesterday. It doesn't matter if you feel like you are still the same person. Today is a new day. The Bible literally says God's mercies are new every morning. So every day you wake up, you, walk, you wake up, it's a new chapter with God. Amen. Whether you repent or not, it's a new chapter. God has already forgotten what happened yesterday. Wow. Repentance benefits us because we renew our mind. Repentance is not forgiveness. God says repent. Of your sin what does it mean change your mind concerning what you used to do because this is a new day you are not that person that was yesterday do you realize every day of your life you age you are different yeah. Yeah. God believes you can change within 24 hours it doesn't matter if your pastor thinks you will never change it doesn't matter if your, 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 your husband thinks you'll never change. Your husband thinks you'll never change. Your sister thinks you'll never change. God believes that next day you'll be a different person. Amen. Amen. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I feel like I'm talking to myself. So the issue now is how do I enter on the right side of God? How can I position myself where God is? So that I can continually, continually benefit from what God has for me. So you have to understand that 
sin will never prevent you from entering into God's promise. Disobedience will. Being on the wrong side of God. Every human being sins. Your pastor, your bishop may have a big ring and say, and God is uh, the number one in the sight of God doing wrong. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. No, don't be fooled. The Bible says, for we have all fallen short of the glory. So nobody can stand and say, me. We can only do that by grace, but not by works. Never. So that in itself should tell you that just you sinning is not enough to take you out of God's promise. This is why Apostle Paul said something very serious. He said, I am convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of God. He had entered a dimension he understood, oh. Remember Paul is the same one that said, I crucify my flesh every day. Meaning that every day he woke up, he had to remind himself, uh, what you used to do died. He, he has a ceremony, a funeral for himself. Um, throws roses, uh, that what you used to be died. Uh, throws roses, buries it. Next morning he has another funeral service saying, remember this part died. For him to crucify his flesh every day means his flesh was waking up every day. Every day he crucified his flesh. <laughs> it means every morning his flesh woke up. He had to say, hey, you. <laughs> Remember we buried you, you have another, another ceremony. Every morning, his flesh woke up. He had to remind himself that you. So you have to understand that God is so big and God is so good. God's desire is very simple. If you are on where he wants you to be, then he can work on you, he can perfect you. God's problem is he does not want clay that he cannot shape. That is the Lord's issue. The Lord does not want clay that he cannot shape. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Can somebody hear me? God's issue is he does not want clay that he cannot shape. That's God's problem. God is not worried if, 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 you, if you are a thief. As long as you came to him, he'll make you a stealer of, God, of people's hearts for God. If you're a fisherman, he'll make you a fisher of men. God has no problem. As long as you are with him, he will perfect you. He will use that skill that the devil was using for wrong for the kingdom of God. God just hates clay that he cannot shape. The children of Israel did not enter the promised land because they were stiff-necked. They were stubborn people. They didn't listen. God will say, okay, position here. They will not. They will do their own thing. Their mistake was not the problem. God already made provision that covered mistakes. So you end up under judgment when you are out of God's confined or bounds. When you get out of the place that God wants you to be is where now you find yourself in danger because now you have positioned yourself in a place where you will not survive it because you are not covered. You see, the Lord Jesus died for the entire world, right? So it means there is nothing a human being can do that is not pardonable. There is no sin that will be too big for God. 
He made provision for that. So we know sin is not a problem anymore. As far as God is concerned, there is a way out. There is an escape that he made. Amen. But there is no escape for disobedience. Mm. Because it's out of the confines. Mm. So now you have to ask yourself a question. Where am I standing with God? Where am I standing with God? Am I trying to do things my way or God's way? Because this is the biggest problem with believers. I, I remember uh, um, one brother I met with him. He looked very sad. This is years ago. He's just like, I asked him, brother, what's wrong? He said, I'm about to fast because I want to fix issues in my inner man. I said, hey. The inner man has issues. That is, the, that is the man that perfection will come from and change you. You want to fast for the inner man. Hey. <laughs> I knew I couldn't argue, so I just said, God bless you, brother. So that whole fasting was for a waste. Never look for a solution that God did not provide. That is number one. Never look for a solution that God did not provide. I, I don't know if people can hear me. Is this making sense? Yeah, big time. Big time. Let me tell you, the simplest things have the biggest effect. If you're going to enter the promise of God, don't adapt things that God did not ordain. Do what he ordained. This is something interesting. Uh, the disciples of, uh, of uh, David and his friends, they were hungry, they went in the temple and ate bread. That was forbidden, you cannot touch. But they ate bread. And God was not angry. Why wasn't God upset? Why wasn't God upset that Jesus actually brought this up to rebuke the, the Jews, the Pharisees? Because bread is meant to be eaten. Why would God let his children hunger when they need bread? Are you getting what I'm saying? So there are solutions that God has made. That was not a matter of prayer request. The problem is, you tell somebody, God wants you to go left. They will say, I'll pray about it. What is there to pray about? The biggest time waster in, King, in Christendom or in the church is praying about things that you have already been given direction. God says, this door is open. Amen, I will pray about it. Ah. <laughs> God says, increase is coming. Amen, I will fast and pray about it. <laughs> New beginnings are coming. Amen, we've been praying about it. <laughs> Instead of acting, we spend so much time trying to formulize what God is saying. Wow. And that ends up being a problem. Mm -hmm. Number two. Hmm. Are you ready? I want to give you a scripture very quickly. 
Jeremiah chapter 29, from verse 10 to 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 10 to 11. Mm -hmm. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, mm -hmm. I will visit you and perform my good word toward you. Notice this. What took them to Babylon is because these people are hard-headed. But even though they were in calamity because of their mistakes, God said, I will still visit you and perform my good works. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you have ended up in a place where you should not be, but you think that God is punishing you. Let me explain something to you. And this is for, for men especially. Let me take my glasses off. <laughs> this is especially for men. I want you to hear me clearly. And I will tell you the part of a man that is very dangerous. Understand this, number one. God is not punishing you. Do you know why the Holy Spirit is called a comforter? You reap what you sow. If you sowed evil and if messed you up and put you where evil is, during that time of harvest of what you planted, the Holy Spirit will not protect you because this is your own garden you made. He will comfort you through it, but you will go through it. So if you did people wrong and then something wrong came upon you, you saying, Lord, uh, 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 forgive me. God already forgave you. Yeah. But you have to harvest what you planted. Mm -hmm. So the job of the Holy Spirit is to comfort you. It's okay. You go through this. Wow. <laughs> Even though it's your own doing, I'm here with you. I will comfort you through it. That is why we receive God's comfort. If it was not from God, then God protects you. If it is your own doing, God will comfort you through it. I feel like people are not understanding what I'm, I'm saying. There are some people that did some things and they think God is punishing. No, you're just reaping what you sowed. Because the Bible does say, as a man, what you plant, you will, what you, uh, what you, what you, what you plant, you will reap. Mm -hmm. So when you do certain things, God will not punish you. Because that harvest has to come through in order for that season to pass. So what God will do is he will comfort you very well. <laughs> so some of you are going through a comforting season. God is proving that he loves you by comforting you. <laughs> that season will pass. Okay, let me stop. I feel like uh, no, people are not no, catching no. me. Some of the reason why a lot of men suffer, I want you to hear this clearly. Every spiritual person knows what I'm about to say. Spiritual people comprehend what I'm about to say. That one of the most serious voices in the spirit is blood. One of the most dangerous voices in the spirit is blood. Somebody who engages with blood is a very dangerous person. You are playing somebody that sees blood every month. If that person cries in your name, you're in big trouble. Some men go through poverty because you messed with people that... <laughs> let me just stop there. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm trying to say. 
Maybe I should speak in uh, parables or keep my mouth. Let me keep my mouth shut. Somebody that sees, <laughs> sees blood every month. It's not a joke. <laughs> you, you go, they care for you. They've been there for you. You've walked with them and did all these things, but you're just wasting somebody's life. Ooh. Wasting somebody's life. Wasting somebody's life, and then you skip after they invested, and they cry in your name. <laughs> what God will do for you, and what he will do to you. <laughs> that is why you find that a mother's blessing is also deep. I don't think, you know, I said that in a very kind of coded way. Yeah. I hope mature people will understand what I just said. Some of you, you have wasted people's time. I'm not talking about those who also who are playing games. I'm saying somebody that genuinely invested themselves, loved you, they were working, supporting you. And then you just did some crooked stuff. Mm. And then you have a little success, you say, ah, yeah, bounce. Oh. <laughs> God cannot spare you. You're in big trouble. Wow. If they cry in your name, you're in trouble. So a lot of men are going through comforting now. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself. The reason yeah. we is, is because number one, the labor belongs to man, not woman. Mm -hmm. So if woman goes in a way to actually labor, mm. and you abuse that labor, mm -hmm. oh! Mm. <laughs> wow. I feel like I'm talking to myself. No, Papa. Be careful. Blood speaks. Be very careful. My, but listen, listen, that was a little off subject. <laughs> Not really, but kind of, but, but listen to this the best way that you can. Yeah. I want you to comprehend this with all your heart. Understand this with all your heart. I don't know if you can hear me. I want you to understand this with all your heart. You, you can open it all the way. No, you can open it. Let, let air come in. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So now understand this. Be careful what you're planting. Be careful what you're planting. Because some of you is not demons. Mm. <laughs> uh, let me say it one more time. Some of you it's not demons that are destroying your life. Wow. It's what you did. Mm. This is why the Holy Spirit is called a comforter. He will come yeah. and comfort you. Yeah. But it's not demons fighting you. If you go around doing evil, you go around planting wrong seeds, mm. and something happens to you, you say, oh, God, protect me. God, be merciful to me. God, why don't you look at, upon me with mercy? Uh, Lord, why don't you, why, why don't you uh, 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 comfort me? Please, please come find, find a place on this side, anywhere on the floor, anywhere you want. Go ahead. <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you. So are, are you catching what I'm saying? Yes. This is the danger. 
Many of you think that, oh, uh, 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 demons, uh, demons are destroying my life. I've been fasting and praying. I've been fasting and praying, but, but the devil is, it's not the devil. You planted the wrong seeds. You lied to people, you deceived people, you stole from people. When that harvest comes and all these storms come, even if you pray, Lord, I repent, God will definitely forgive you because God is merciful. Mm. But it doesn't void the seeds you planted. Wow. Abraham was forgiven by God, he was loved by God, but the effect of Ishmael is being felt to this mm. day. Mm. Wow. Doesn't change anything. Did that season, will that season pass? Of course, nothing is permanent. But many of you, it's not demons that are destroying you. It's you. Mm. And failing to understand what you planted. Mm. Yeah. I fasted and prayed. Uh, I, 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 I looked to God. I, I repented. I, in fact, I am faithful church goer. Faith That's all good. Doesn't change the fact that you planted the wrong seeds. Mm. If God could just forget what you planted, Jesus would not have to die. Mm. If what you planted did not matter, Jesus would not have to die. Why is the Lord Jesus dying? Because those harvests are still being felt. So read it one more time. For thus saith the Lord, mm -hmm. that after 70 years mm -hmm. be accomplished at Babylon, yes. I will visit you uh -huh. and perform my good word toward you yes. in causing you to return to this place. Uh -huh. For I know the thoughts that I think Notice, toward you. Notice, God will return you to this place. Many of you, God is trying to bring you back to the place where the promise is. Yeah. He's trying to bring you back in line. There is no way that you will ever pioneer that will lead you to God's blessing. It's God's own way that will get you to the blessing. Yeah. Meaning I don't need to perfect myself. Jesus is all the perfection I will ever need. Amen. All I need is to be where Jesus wants me to be and I'm fine. If I try to find my own way, I'll end up where? In Babylon. Wow. I'll end up in the place of bondage. I'll end up in a place where demonic spirits will control my future. But if I will allow God to lead me back to that place, meaning that you're not going forward, you, God is redirecting you to that place. Where God showed, where, where you received Jesus the first time and he told you, listen, uh, um, I will bless you, I will prosper you if you do this. If you miss the road, your detour will always bring you back to that place. Some of you, it's not spirit of delay. It's not a demon of delay. Father, I pray for speed, but you're making the wrong road. If you exit, you have to go back, yeah. find that exit to get back on the right freeway again. Yeah. So if you exit the wrong way or in the wrong place, God is still leading you in the right direction, but you have to do a detour. Wow. That detour is the biggest place of delay. Wow. Mm. The problem is some of you will come out of that uh, freeway and still try to find a way through the streets, <laughs> demons will tell you, we know another shortcut. Yeah. You do another shortcut, you go farther. I, I, another shortcut, you find yourself deeper and deeper and deeper. By the time you realize time passed. Remember, the freeway always gets you faster. So, 
God is bringing you back to that place. God is bringing you back to that place. I just had a vision when I was uh, saying that. There is somebody, I don't know if they are watching live or they are here. There is like a strange headache that comes from this side. It's like it's a headache from the back, not from the front. You know how people have general headaches like your head is found? But this one is like from the back of your head. Mm. And, and the Lord just told me that the person that is experiencing that, God just healed you. Amen. Amen. The Lord just rescued you. Amen. Wow. Awesome. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So this is like coming from here. It's like on the left side of, of, your, of your, what is this called back here? The, the back of your head? Uh, what, is, what is this? What is this? What, what's this? Your skull, but like in the back. Is there a name for that? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the back of the head. You know you have the front yeah. part, the back of the head. This is not the top, but the back of the head. God just healed you. Amen. It's been bothering you. It's been feeling like a stab in the back of your wow. head. Wow. So listen to me. A lot of you, it's not, it's not, uh, 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 it's not the devil. It is you. Wow. So God wants to bring you back to that place. Now when he brings you back to that place, what does God want you to know? Next verse. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So in order for you to move with God, you need to know his thoughts. When people looked at Mary Magdalene as a prostitute, the thoughts of Jesus was like, this is the first evangelist that will see me. Okay, uh, the person is online. There we go. Amen. I have empty cellar syndrome and migraines. Yeah, it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So, so, so look at this. So, so, so look at this. What are the thoughts of God towards you? When God spoke to Abraham, you think God would say, give me your second born. God said, give me your only child. Mm -hmm. Yet my, my, my man has two children. God's mm. saying you're only. <laughs> so God, number one, God's mind towards you is that he does not see your shame. Wow. Because Jesus took it all. Amen. So if you're going to walk closely with God whereby you will experience the blessing of God, in order for mistakes to be in the past, you need to understand how God thinks. Yeah. If you don't substitute the thoughts of mistakes, you'll continue to dwell and live in them. So the Lord is saying this, he's saying, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. So it is your responsibility to know the thoughts of God concerning you. Notice what God was telling the children of Israel. He was not, he, after 70 years, it was not supposed to be a, a, a surprise. Wow, Lord, you, you, God told them, I know the plans I have for you. I know my thoughts towards you. I will come and visit you and I will perform my wondrous works to you again. Because I know what I'm thinking towards you. But notice he did not say, I know what I'm thinking towards you and kept it a secret. He told them what he was thinking towards them. Yeah. So it is your responsibility as a child of God to fully embrace the thoughts of the Lord Jesus concerning you. Doesn't matter how they look at you. Doesn't matter what they talk about you. Doesn't matter how they reason about you. What does God think about you? 
I've seen so many people destroy and throw away their future because somebody said something about them. Wow. Uh, I was, uh, I, I came from a failed marriage. I married three times. Who cares? Marry again. Now I'm telling you the truth. Your life is not over. Now you have experience. Sometimes you have to fall a few times to learn. God is not mad at that. But some people crucify themselves because I messed up this amount of times. It means that now uh, I am cursed or something. No. It happens. It's okay. Pick yourself up and know God's thoughts towards you. God wants you to prosper. Just because you've gone through some time of hardship doesn't mean that God's mind concerning you is for you to be broke. Mm. Because I wronged God, I made so many mistakes, I believe God is making me pay for it. There's a woman that was going through a very hard time and she's still going through a hard time right now. And I spoke to her, but this is one of those people that are, 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 are deeply more spiritual and more holy than the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, so I was talking to her and I told her, um, I want to help you and bring you out of the situation you're in. If you obey God, I will not tell you what God is saying if you will not listen to what God is about to communicate to you. The person said, uh, okay. Then the person called me the next, they said, uh, uh, God, God is the one who wants me to be in this situation, so it's okay, prophet, I'm okay. I said, ah, wow. God bless you. Still wow. house to house, no stability. This was two years ago, still the same situation. Mm. And from the time I've known her for years, same situation has never changed. Mm. So if you're somebody that continually, continually, you continually, continually, uh, 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 your mindset does not adapt the thoughts of God, how can you be on the right side of God? God says, let the weak say I am what? Strong. Oh. He's telling you how he thinks about weak people. Mm. Let the poor say I am what? Rich. Rich. So if you say no, I am poor because God wants you, you'll end up on the wrong side of God. Mm. Because that's out of the bounds of what God wants for you. Yeah. But if in your heart you just play that game of victimhood, uh, it's okay, it's God's mind for me to suffer, this is how God thinks about me. You will continue to go around the same circle. Mm. Adapt the thoughts of God. Last one, this is the last one, and very important one. Be in communion with God. Not just communication, but communion. Be joined to God. It is a very sad thing when you are a child of God and you don't know if God is with you. It's a very sad thing. I've seen people who think that God is working with them. He left them years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's a very tragic thing. There are people that God walks away from. They don't even know that God walked away from them. Wow. Because <coughs> the measure, the blessings in their life, the increase in their life, meaning that God is there. 
doesn't mean that. It means that you have no communion with God. Prayer is not evidence that God is with you because everybody prays. Just because I say, oh Lord Jesus, you're kind, you're good. There are men that God rejects. So as a child of God, you must always know, where are you with God? I always use this experience, and I'll use this experience as an example for you. One of the biggest weaknesses that true prophets have, I'm not saying people who call themselves prophets, especially this is something that is found in born prophets, not people who received the prophetic and became prophets, or people who operate in the prophetic. Born prophets have one mistake, one big weakness, but that weakness is what God uses also for them to be deep spiritual. Is that true prophets have a dangerous temper. Because they're extremists. Anyone who knows me, I'm extreme. If I start buying something, I'll buy the best of those things. If I start working out or doing something, I will get the best of every. There is no, there is no balance. It's either all in or out. I mean, Terrell, you know this. Those who are around me, you know this. If I start something, I will do it all the way. I will never do it halfway. Yeah. One time, I don't know what happened, I, exactly what happened. And I got so angry, never acted out of the anger. But I got so upset that I felt like, no, this rage is too much. So I went, <laughs> I, I, I calmed myself down and I said, Lord, hey, today, Lord, I think, <laughs> I think you have left me <laughs> because this, this was not normal. And I sat down and I closed my eyes. And I tested my spirit to see where God's presence was. And the presence of God was <laughs> very thick. I said, Lord, thank you. I fell on my knees. I said, Lord, please don't ever leave me. I beg you, Lord. Any time that I'm going off track, remind me because I don't want you to leave me. Mm. This is where you find David always prayed, please don't take your spirit from me. I beg you, don't take your spirit from me. And let everything go. Let not your spirit depart from me. What keeps you in the promise of God is that strong bond with God. Because that strong bond with God will always put you in the loop of what God is doing. It is different to know God's mind. It's even better to know what God is doing. To know that one day God will deliver us and to know how God is working the deliverance is different. I'll say that one more time. Uh, one day we are going to make it. But seeing how God is putting all the pieces and you are involved in the making it, is even better. Amen. So you don't stumble into a breakthrough. You are part of the mission of the breakthrough. Amen. So today I want you to understand this. And this is what God wants you to know. Please leave Ishmael behind. <laughs> Abandon your mistakes. Let the mistakes be in the past because that's where they belong. Amen. Mistakes don't belong with you here. What you did yesterday, what you did a week ago, what you did 10 years ago, what you did five years ago, please let it go. Amen. If you wronged somebody and you repented before God and the person refuses to forgive you, that's their business now. It's no longer your problem. Yeah. Don't carry burden. Some of you, you lose sleep over people that are not even thinking about you anymore. Mm -hmm. How could they? 
<laughs> they looked at me and did until now you're still carrying that. <laughs> they were talking about me. You, you're losing sleep and the person doesn't even care. Sleeping well, eating well, waking up, living their life. Let mistakes remain in the past. Abandon your mistakes. They belong in the past. God can never put something. Can you scroll down a little bit? God can never put something... God can never put something in your hands. God can never put something in your hands if you're holding something. Mm. 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 Let me see that. Uh, somebody said, uh, where is it written that one can divorce, marry again and again? That is wrong teaching. Ooh. These are people that don't read the Bible. You see the problem with Christians. These are the ones that we are talking about. <laughs> so if somebody was married and they got divorced, because in their thinking is that they married and you just felt like divorcing. Remember, somebody is going to be wronged in that because somebody doesn't want to be divorced, right? So should they become a nun? They should become Mother Teresa because somebody left them. Common sense. The Jews asked Jesus about divorce. They said, Jesus... Uh, should we divorce? He said, if somebody breaks the sanctity of marriage, of course that you can divorce. Is that what God wants? If you can work it out, good. But God is not holding you to anything. So what does that mean? Jesus, even, even in Hebrews, Paul speaks about, he says, if a man is married to, uh, 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 to, to, if a woman is married to a man and she goes and sleeps with somebody else, then she's committing adultery because she's still in that contract. If that contract is broken, whether by death or whatever happens, or unfaithfulness according to what Jesus said, and they move on, how is it a sin? You see, these are the people that are keeping people in chains. And the same person will be divorced one day and they will say, uh, <laughs> it's very wicked. So why did God say you can divorce and marry again and again and again? That is the most fool. Who is trying to get married again and again and again? Those are demons speaking. <laughs> and this is the sad reality about believers. Mm -hmm. Esther married a divorced man. Mm. Queen Esther that you love so much, she married a divorced man. So she sinned. <laughs> Please never argue the Bible with an encyclopedia. I will shame you for no reason. Because we are here to set people free. You know, the thing is that you have to understand God's mind because marriage should never be slavery. Let me just touch on this a little bit. The mind of God was never for you to be in a slave bond because you're married. That is wrong. Marriage is supposed to be fruitful. It's supposed to be bliss. People can have misunderstanding, but it's supposed to be fruitful. When God saw Adam and Eve and they came together, he said, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Marriage is supposed to be productive, it's supposed to be full of love, it's supposed to be, mistakes will be there, that's fine. God is not against mistakes. But for you now to demonize that now you are in a slave bond because you are married, because God says cannot, you cannot divorce, your husband is beating you close to death. You are almost killed every day. How many women die because their husbands are beating them? 
Go tell those women what you're saying here. These are people who are not in touch. You think God wants you to be with somebody that is beating you. You are not a child. Your father and mother <laughs> are the ones that did that. <laughs> you grew up, became somebody grown up, and your husband is beating you like a, like a child. You th really think that's God's heart for you, for you to be beaten? No. Or for a wife to be abusive to the husband that you've crushed him emotionally, that he can't even stand and talk? You think that's what God wants? Mm. If you think that, you have a demon in you. The problem with Christians is they protect the sanctity of marriage, but not the people in it. Ooh. God is more interested in the people in it. Wow. That's, right. oh, that's so good. Wow. Really good. God is more interested in the people in it, not what you think of marriage. These are people who want to say, you shall not divorce. Uh -uh, the Bible then never said that. The Bible tells, tells you when you come to marriage, you are bound. It's because you want to build a life together. Yeah. But sometimes people marry the wrong people. So if you married a witch, you discovered your husband is a witch doctor. Mm. And he doesn't want to change his juju ways. He <laughs> 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 doesn't want. In fact, he wants to make you a high priestess. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you find uh, slaughtered chickens and feathers. <laughs> because you love the Bible so much, you say remain with married to them. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube are you there? <laughs> it's craziness. I'm telling you, it's craziness. Are there mistakes? Yes. Will there be disagreements? Of course, you're growing to be one unit. And people have different things that you carry from your past, and that's why you're in a marriage, so that you can help each other out. Sometimes, you see, an example is this, and I don't know why I'm speaking about this, but I believe it's going to help somebody. Amen. Amen. You know, if somebody makes you insecure, it's not the person making you insecure, it's you. Because no one can ever make you act out of what is not in you. So the duty of having a partner is to expose good. what is in you. Wow. Or else you will never grow. That is good, wow. Papa. You make me so angry. No, 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 no. You have anger issues. Wow. How did somebody make you? Nobody made you do anything. How come Jose down the street may do that you don't get angry? How come everybody else may point a finger at you, insult you, be like, whatever? But once your partner just, oh, oh wow, that, that's, <laughs> you have problems. <laughs> There's something in you that needs to change. <laughs> so you need somebody to expose what is in you. You need, you need, you, you need somebody to expose what is in you. Somebody has to bring out, you see, when you're with somebody and those things are exposed, that's a good thing. God is filtering them, he's bringing them forward so you can see them and you can fix them. Because they've been hidden that whole time, you never knew. Everybody was handing you roses so you never knew that you had a, 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 a gorilla in you that wants to break everything in the house. So somebody brought that out, it's a good thing, now you know that this thing needs to be removed. Mm. 
Notice our sin revealed God's love. If Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve never knew God was love. You know that. They didn't know that until the day they sinned, then they knew God was love. Because their only reference of mistake was Lucifer and he was never forgiven. So when them themselves made a mistake, and God made them clothes, and God sent provision for the world, now we know that God is love. Without that, nobody was going to know that God is love. We angered God and God was upset. And in his anger, he said, for God so loved the world, he gave. So in his anger, he did not sin. He gave love because God is full of what? Love. So when somebody pokes you, what is coming out of you? Facebook, are you there? <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember when, 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 uh, <laughs> when Joseph, when Mary came and said, I'm pregnant, he said, ah, Mary, <laughs> you've, been, <laughs> you've been playing around in these streets. No, God did it. No way, Mary, you're, you're playing. The Bible literally says that Joseph was planning to divorce her quietly. So do you think Joseph was not going to get married again? Common sense, people. The problem is common sense is not so common. Because people don't understand that God, this is why I always say, God does not use foolish people. He can use foolish things, but not people. You have to have wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. The Bible literally says that. That is why the law... They are judges and lawyers that have to present a case and they have to reason what the law really says, even though the law says what it says. Wow. So you have to make the law work for you. So it doesn't just, because Jesus said, uh, God doesn't like divorce, that doesn't mean that there is no ground for divorce. That's craziness. That's, that's not reasoning. Yeah. So I'm going to say it again. If you've been divorced 10 times, marry again. Amen. This time, Amen. do it God's way. It will work. Amen. Amen. Anyone who tells you, go and be Mother Teresa, him himself or herself, she may be married, but she's encouraging you not to get married again because you got divorced three times. What a demon. What a demon. Let me show you a verse. Let me show you a verse. Let me show you a verse. Let me show you so that you don't think I'm just saying uh, demons for no reason. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I want you to go to, go to Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 from verse, from verse um, 1, verse 1 to 3. Let me show you why it's demonic. Now look at this. Uh, Mama Jones, I want you to read okay. this. Okay. First mm -hmm. Timothy chapter four, verse one. Mm -hmm. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. The Spirit of God is speaking expressly. Uh huh. That in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Notice this. The Spirit of God is saying a time is coming 
that people will depart from the faith and start paying attention to doctrines of demons. What are those doctrines? Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, uh -huh. forbidding to marry. Number one, anybody who tells you you should not get married is a doctrine of demons. Wow. To forbid somebody to marry, you are possessed. Wow. It's demonic. Yeah. Imagine the <laughs> Timothy wow. is saying it clearly wow. that they will be paying attention to doctrines of demons. The number one of those things will be they will tell you don't get married. You got divorced three times. <laughs> Forbidding to marry. What's the next one? And commanding to abstain from meats. Ah, uh, eating meat is bad. You should just eat vegetables. If you want to eat vegetables, it's fine. Be vegetarian on your own is good. But to make it seem like you are so evil, you killed a cow, <laughs> you killed a goat. It's inhumane, it's actually demonic. Do you notice anyone that is imposing their will on you is demonic? Listen, I love people that want to be vegan. Veganism is good, if, but don't impose it on me. It's for you, you like it, it's good for you. Enjoy it. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You want to be a vegetarian, pescatarian, uh, 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 whatever you want to be. It's good. There are benefits to it. Congratulations. What does it say about that? Listen to this. Abstaining from meat. Which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. God created to be received with thanksgiving. If a chicken is not being eaten, <laughs> or is not giving you eggs, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yes. They yes. should be received with thanksgiving. Yes. So if you don't want it, it's okay. But don't now uh, uh, play for me what the health and tell me. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. It is true, it is bad. But I, d I was not responsible for that. Meat so I put to be received with what? Thanksgiving. All those years you're eating that. Now because you saw this, now you want to demonize everybody. No, please. I don't own a factory, I just eat. <laughs> I'm telling you, some things you people don't understand. It's demonic, but you don't see it. Keep going, listen to what it says. Um, God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Aha. There are people that know a certain truth. Keep going, one, mo one okay. more. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Ah, ah let me eat my, my pork, my in, in. Hey, Remember yeah. Peter was fasting and God showed him a vision, kill and eat. He said, I cannot eat what is unclean. Yeah. God said, don't you ever call what I've made clean, unclean. Okay, we don't need it. The point was the marriage. I don't know why I went to the meet. <laughs> I don't know why I went. I don't know. But I'm just trying to show you that so many people don't know that they have paid attention to demons, with, thinking they're reading the Bible, but they are listening to doctrines of demons. And they will use the Bible, don't understand that it, the Bible is not on your side. Wow. That was good, Papa. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where were they years ago campaigning in front of a restaurant? <laughs> Come on. Meat is murder. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> if you don't want meat, educate people why they shouldn't eat it, but don't impose to make people feel condemned. Because yeah. the moment you bring somebody into condemnation, mm -hmm. you've brought them to sin. God doesn't want that. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Now listen to me. This is so simple and it's so direct. I will say it again. You are divorced. You came good with God, stood right with God. Through God, marry again. God wants you to have a happy marriage. He wants you to have a family. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? The problem is once you start imposing to people you need to do this, now you've become demonic. Mm -hmm. God never imposed this law. Yeah. Even to this day, he doesn't. Because if he does that, he becomes what? No different from Satan. Mm. Say, behold, I've put roads before you, life and death. Choose life. He's mm. not saying, you must. Mm. Never. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in short, in short, Leave your mistakes in the past because they belong in the past. If you drag them along, you will deny yourself the blessing that God has prepared for you. So good. The mistake perfects you because it reveals what was missing in you. Mm. That is why God is not mad at mistakes. He's okay. Peter was a sinner always. When Jesus came to him and Jesus was preaching, he was so happy saying, good teacher, keep preaching. But the moment he was given fish, caught the biggest catch of his life, he fell on his knees and says, Lord, what do you want with me? I am a sinner. He started recognizing his sin, even though Jesus never called him a sinner. Jesus said, don't worry, I'll make you fish of men. Jesus didn't tell him, now repent, you wicked one. Jesus wanted the mistakes of the Peter fisherman to not follow him when he becomes an apostle. Mm -hmm. wow. Jesus never looked at Matthew and said, you Matthew you used to steal tax. You, you are tax collector. You people are evil. You collect more than you should. Mm. Just told him, follow him. Yeah. He went to Zacchaeus' house. He told him, uh, uh, he ate with him and he started saying, I'll pay back everybody. Jesus never said anything. Mm. The presence of God changes people. Yeah. Wow. As long as you are where God wants you to be, you change. Amen. Naturally. Amen. So listen to me again. Let this night be a night, or if you, it's day where you are, let it be a day that you decide what I did yesterday, my addictions of yesterday, my mistakes of yesterday. I am making amends. I am deciding to have a new beginning. Beginning now. Amen. Beginning now. Even in my stumbling, God will help me because I have decided. I want you to, to, to quickly, we are just going to give to God very quickly and then we are going to pray together. I want you to grab a, a, a special seed that you want to give to God and uh, remember tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yes. I'll be live for a very deep announcement. Amen. So I want you to be prepared. I want you to be prepared. Amen. Glory be to God. So go quickly to prof go quickly to uh, the information they will give and just give to God. Bless you. And then we're going to pray.
I want, us, I want us all now to pray. And you're going to go before God and you're going to tell the Lord, Father, this day I forgive myself. I forgive myself and I put my errors, my mistakes in the past because you have already thrown it in the lake of forgetfulness, in the sea of forgetfulness. God literally deletes the memory of you messing up every time you say, I am sorry. Every time you repent, God forgets about it like it never happened. You need also to forget your mistakes and let them remain in the past. You are not what you did yesterday. You are not what you did last week. You will never be that person. That's not who you are. So right now, I want us to go before God and I want you to pray in your own language. And I want you to pray, meaning it that, Lord, I leave my past in the past. I, I, I forgive myself, remove condemnation from me, I stop condemning myself, and I enter into the newness of life. I enter into the promised place. I leave Ishmael behind. Open your mouth and pray. Ranima ante de besaya, Rovandia akrode besia, Lemendele bahatushia, Rimando kebaya, Zakra de bayato, Nimasto angiria antobea, Rebe debe debe kuria masataya. Lemesto Okara Limandore Ebara Badabaya Eka Bradaia Antebaya Ikara Masontia Ekara Basataya Lebron de Pere Zakra Badabayata Lemandore Besakataya Ribato Roca Pasi Ingro Kabayata Lebaba Babayata Ekara Masutia Lebron de Parigia Ikro mando rabadia eroka pakataya zebanto lima rabakatushia zepra kata repakata memara badabayata zokra badebedebeata zopara mandebe ironde barabadebe ribababababayata 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 Ribababayata, 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 Rapakato la mande de bede bede bea, Zaprata bayadaba, Rimande de bede 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 bea, Cabrota bayababa, Ribatole bayakata, Zaprakata katayaba, Zapara mande de bede 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 bea, Zapara mande de bede 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 bea, Zakra mande de bede 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 bea, ropa papa rabada bada bayakata. Zekro mande bede beato, zopra kata, zepra kata, zepra kata, zapra kata, repa kata, karaba kata yata, zepra kata, zaprote bayakata, lepra kata kata yaba, zapra kata, maribia asto, vekado rebede bede beata, era bada bayata. Zepara mande de beata, zokara bada bada bayata, e zabra da bada baya, e kara bada bada baya. Jesus, Jesus, 
Say, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray now, O Lord, that you remove from my subconscious the memory of failure. Purge, purge me from every iniquity. Remove sin and iniquity from me. Every single thing that is keeping me from the freedom that you have provided. Father, right now, deliver me. Set me free from the mind of condemnation. From the voice of condemnation. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Let me be completely free. Let me be completely delivered. In the mighty name of Jesus. Right now. Condemnation. I remove you from my mind. I remove you from my subconscious. Right now begin to pray and remove that thing that has been behind your mind every time. That it's reminding you of where you have come from. Pray that God will remove that. Every false identity that is in your mind, pray. Lebo para para pataya. Ingra dabayote. Zebede, zebede. Zipara mando revia. Marindia astovaka. Peveridia azovente libaya atopa. Le crebe de besantu yamakataya. Le breze vetia. Mazda akida antobea. Zupa epo. Eza paramandea. Zokara badaya. Eko rabababababayata. Zapra dabayakata. Zepere mendia atorabayakata. Zeparabadabadabayata. Zepre debe ikato. Remando rebesata. Rakate le bayaduya. Mombere. 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 Mombere paya. Ziko patia atuvente. Zikanto enterevia. Kumbra abekaya. Zekatu baya makute bayakata. Ora badabadabadabayata. Kera bababababababababaya. Ekara bababababababaya. Zapradabadabadabayate. Every memory, every memory, every memory of failure, every memory of the past, condemnation. I remove it from my subconscious. I remove it from your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just lay your hands on your head wherever you are. Both of them, lay them on your head. I'm going to pray for you. Lay them on your head. Father, in the mighty name of your son Jesus, I pray for everybody that is watching right now, wherever they are in the world. I pray, oh Lord, you know each and every one of them. You know the things that are hindering them from entering into that place of freedom 
that you have ordained for them. Some of them, oh Father, they are failing to forgive themselves. Some of them have taken blame for what others did to them. Some of them are dealing with traumas, oh Lord, from their past. I pray, oh Father, in the name of Jesus, remove that memory from their subconscious. Remove it from their subconscious, oh Lord. Father, nothing is impossible with you. You are able to purge and to purify us beyond the scope of human imagination. Lord, you are able to remove condemnation from Mary Magdalene. Despite her past, you positioned her to be the first female evangelist that saw the living Jesus alive. Father, I pray the same thing you did with Moses, who killed. Moses, who served false gods before his encounter with you on the mountain. But when he met you, he became a prophet of the Most High God. David, a man after your own heart, sinned, murdered his friend in order to take his wife. But Lord, you purified him and removed guilt and condemnation for him. Father, your people have not done anything remotely close to what these other patriarchs did. Lord, rescue them. Rescue them. Rescue them. Silence the voice of the enemy over their life. Silence the voice of Satan. Silence that voice of condemnation, Lord. Let change transpire over their life now. I thank you, wonderful Jesus, that you have heard them. I thank you, Lord, that you have done it through your mercy and through your love for your people. Let them know that your mercies are new every morning concerning them and that there is nothing that will ever separate them from your love. Not death, not the lies of the enemy, not sin. Lord, you have provided a way out for each and every one of them. Father, let them have an encounter with your love, with your mercy this day. In the name of your son Jesus, amen. amen. Listen to me. God has done it for you. The Lord has done it for you. The Lord has done it for you. I want you to forgive yourself. I want you to let go of the past. Jesus loves you. And I can't wait to see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I have a deep announcement. So I will see you tomorrow. Jesus loves you. Shalom, shalom.